If you don't read the newspaper, you are uninformed. If you do read the newspaper, you are misinformed. <laughs> Isn't that true? I'll read the LA Times. I try to read a little bit every day. I said, no, 
sins. They said to him, he saved others. They said, and he can't save himself. The man asked him, could Jesus save himself at that moment? He could. Yes, he could. At that very moment, he could say, but I'm doing this. The sovereign God that he was, that man, he could cut off the cross and say, I'm done. But he chose not to. He saved others, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now to the cross, and we will believe in him. You see, the great thing about Jesus is that he had come to a place. He was never concerned about saving himself. He was concerned about saving the world. His whole mindset, because it was the mind of the Father, was to save us. And never at one point did he try to save himself. Even in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, Father, if it's your will, let this pass. If it's your will, let this pass. Three times, but he surrendered the culture of the cross, surrendered the life of surrender to the Father, to the love of God. You and I can thank Jesus this morning that Jesus was not about self-saving, but about self-sacrifice. Jesus was never about self-preservation, but about saving. Thank you. 
Jim's house, and he goes, hi, we're playing bigger and better, and so far, I've got this mattress. Do you have something bigger and better that I can trade out for? Look at this. True story. The person gives them a trunk. He gives them a trunk. I mean, not like a great, you know, huge, or something, you know, but this guy gives him, I think it was a little Dotson truck or something, you know, but it worked. He gave him this truck, and so the guy comes back, what's going on? I got a truck. And of course, the teenage boys are going, we scored, and I got a car, and you know. Well, to shorten up the story a little bit more, this boy decided to give the truck away. To give it to someone who really needed it. And so, Bob Goff goes on and he says, C.S. Lewis has this quote, It would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered to us, like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in the slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday in the sea. We are far too easily pleased. The quote reminds me, says, of a passage in the Bible by a young guy who had a lot of money. He was a good guy, very religious, kept the commandments a little bit. Jesus told this upstanding guy that if he really wanted to know God, he needed to sell all of his possessions and follow him. I mean, that was sad about the exchange. Listen to this. Like me, he liked his stuff. But he liked Jesus too. Ultimately, though that young man decided he worked too hard for what he had. Whatever he had to trade to get to Jesus was just too important. And what Jesus had to offer was just too intangible. So he chose to keep his stuff rather than follow Jesus. Jesus doesn't have this conversation to change the rich young ruler. The challenge that comes into sharp relief is whether we are willing to give up all we have to follow him to know God. Are we willing to trade up? It's a question we're asking because the answer will shape your life one way or the other. We've all given up something at one time or another at first. It always feels like a huge sacrifice to give up what we've got. To Jesus, though, it's no sacrifice not to think about it from his perspective. He comes from heaven where he has an amazing love relationship with the Father, which by its nature is the most beautiful existence any person can have. And he offers that to anybody willing to let go of whatever is giving them a false sense of security. Why would anybody not keep the trade? Jesus is basically saying, look, none of the stuff you have is going to last, including you. You've only got about a dime's worth of life, man. Come and trade up. Come follow me, and you can know God. In that sense, Jesus isn't requesting a sacrifice of He's asking us to play bigger and better. When we give up ourselves and end up with Him. The real game of bigger and better that Jesus is playing with us usually isn't much money. is isn't about money or possessions or even our hopes. It's about our pride. He asks if we'll give up that thing we're so proud of, that thing we believe causes us the better than He has in the world, and give it up to follow Him. Will you take what you think defines you bigger behind and let me define who you are instead? Isn't that true? Jesus is asking us to try to know bigger and better. And in losing ourselves, we find ourselves. In dying, we actually live. In giving our lives away, we find true fulfillment. I love uh, this comment. Church advertises this 24% fewer commitments, home of the 7.5% time, 15 minute sermons, 
just three steps among us. Do we have anything to do with you? Everything you want in the church is less. Okay, that hurts a little bit for some of them. Because right now you're wishing them to do TV and so What's so wrong with that, Pastor? Thank you. 